The views and opinions expressed on my story, Living with Lupus Podcast, represents each person's individual experience. By listening to this podcast or reading our blog, you agree not to use this podcast or blog as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others. As always, consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. My Story Living with Lupus podcast is officially trademarked, all rights reserved. Thank you for joining me for another episode of My Story, Living with Lupus Podcast. I'm your host, Susan Hendricks, and I'm so glad that you could join me on this Friday, February the 26th, 2021. Today, you'll learn about monogenic lupus and new research is out that finds ginger counters certain autoimmune disease in mice. So, you know what I want you to do all the way from Detroit, Michigan to St. Croix Island. Get ready to grab your cup of coffee, your cup of tea, and to my listeners late at night. You know I appreciate you. Get ready to grab your favorite glass of wine and come on and join the conversation and learn about monogenic lupus right here on My Story Living with Lupus Podcast. The Charlie E. and Minnie P. Hendricks Foundation for Chronic Illness Awareness, giving hope and empowering those who suffer with chronic illness. See one, reach one, educate one to empower the masses. You can contact the foundation at 313. 313- Three zero three nine two one seven, or visit their website at https colon forward slash forward slash cemph foundation dot com. This is a five hundred one c three organization. No one should live in lack. All contributions are tax deductible. Oh, thank you for joining me today. Um, We're talking about, well, I'm talking about monogenic lupus. We know that lupus is very complex and it is 
a chronic illness that those of us who have lupus um, live with each and every day. You may be wondering what is monogenic or what do I mean when I say monogenic diseases? Well, I'm going to try to explain it to you the best way I can. Monogenic diseases are caused by a single gene mutation in the DNA sequence of an individual. This type of diseases affect the quality and lifespan of people affected because they can cause birth defects, intellectual, sensory, or motor disabilities. You know, we hear about um, how can, the common types of lupus, discoid lupus, uh, and so on. But I'm going to try to explain to you to the best of my ability about monogenic lupus. Monogenic lupus is a form of systemic lupus erythematosus, better known as SLE, that occurs in patients with a single gene defect. This rare variant of lupus generally presents with early onset severe disease, especially affecting the kidneys and central nervous system. To date, a significant number of genes have been implicated um, in monogenic lupus, providing valuable insights into a very complex disease process. Now, throughout this whole learning process regarding monogenic um, lupus. I'll try to summarize the genes that have been reported to be associated with monogenic lupus or lupus-like diseases and the pathogenic mechanisms affected by the mutations involved upon inducing autoimmunity. Um, let's make one thing perfectly clear. I, I am not a medical doctor. I just hold a PhD in the field of health and science. You guys need to really open your eyes to see and read and research about this illness. I keep saying that because it is so important that you do. Because we all can go into the doctor's office. We all can sit and listen to what he or she states that is going on or what is wrong. But it is your responsibility 
as the patient, as the healthcare consumer, and as the individual who is going through different signs and symptoms. To ask the doctor, you have to be upfront with your doctors at all times. As I've stated numerous times, doctors are not mind readers. If you don't say it, they can't help you. If you don't tell them, they cannot do anything in the best interest of you and them. It should be a joint working process of you working with all of your health care providers regarding your health. Now, we know that systemic lupus erythematosus, better known as SLE or lupus, is a complex multi-system disease whose underlying disease mechanisms continues to be a topic of intense research. SLE can affect many organs, including the kidneys, skin, joints, lung, cardiovascular system, central nervous system, and hematopathetic system. As with most complex diseases, the etiology of SLE is incompletely understood. However, cumulative evidence has pointed to the involvement of both genetic mechanisms, multigenetic variants associated with lupus susceptibility have been identified through genome-wide association studies, better known as GWAS. That's G-W-A-S, GWAS. Support for a genetic component of lupus can be realized from twin studies, concordance rate of lupus in monozygotic and dizygotic twins has been reported to be 24 and 2% respectively, demonstrating a role for genetic susceptibility in lupus. Now, in parallel, monozygotic twin studies have also provided evidence highlighting the relevance of DNA changes. At the same time, Non-genetic factors such as viral infections or exposure to UV light, among others, are clearly involved 
as suggested by incomplete concordance in monozygotic twins. With patience with childhood onset SLE usually present with a more severe phenotype and have an increased frequency of glomular and cytopenias, neutropsychiatric disease, cutaneous manifestations, anti-DSDNA antibodies, and hemolytic anemia. It can be presumed that in early onset disease, genetic factors may play a more important role than environmental and hormonal factors. Monogenetic lupus is a form of SLE that typically presents early in life, usually at five years of age with severe disease manifestations. Now see, that's when my lupus um, signs and symptoms appeared at the age of five. Now, this form of lupus is caused directly by a genetic variant in a specific gene. Monogenetic lupus represents a collection of distinct genetic abnormalities causing similar clinical features and resulting in autoantibody production, in particularly um, increased risk. Okay. For monogenetic lupus and should prompt consideration in patients with um, SLE. Though monogenetic, lupus accounts for only a small subset of lupus patients. It provides significant insight into the cause and mechanisms of lupus and potential treatment strategies. Now, have your doctors ever asked you, does anyone in your family have lupus? And if lupus, well, I know mine is genetic because my grandmother, my father's mother, she had it. But it to me, it seems like they would um, run genetic testing on individuals with this disease to see exactly what is causing it. Now, from my understanding from the research is that monogenetic lupus may not be caused by environmental factors or hormonal um, imbalances or changes, but by genetics. When we return, We'll go further into monogenetic lupus. So stay with me.
If you would like to appear on an episode of My Story Living with Lupus, you can contact us at mystorylivingwithlupus at gmail.com. Also visit us on our Instagram page and also our website, My Story Living with Lupus. Thank you for coming back and joining me. You know, I was thinking, and my sister and sisters, I should say, and brother brought up some very good points. They state that SLE can be caused by environmental factors and hormone changes. Monogenetic lupus is caused by gene mutation, which resembles, um, the symptoms resemble SLE. So, I know my lupus is caused from genetics, from my grandmother, my father's mother. But for those of us who are out here who have this chronic illness without a cure, is, it po- is there a possibility that your lupus could be caused by genetics? Gene mutation and not by the environment or hormonal changes. And to the doctors, if this is true, what research, scientific research states Shouldn't we, those of us who have um, this illness caused by genetics, shouldn't the form of treatment be different from what they say that lupus is caused by environmental factors and hormone changes? Now, the course of medication that is prescribed for a lupus patient is prednisone, a steroid, causes harm to your body if you are on it for a long period of time. Then there's Plaquenil, better known as hydroxychloroquine, um, which can cause damage to your eyes. Then um, you have the gabapentin, um, better known as Neurotin. You have the antidepressant, Cymbalta. Now, if a person who has lupus, which is caused by genetics, takes these medications and there is no improvement, in that person's signs and symptoms, don't you think it is necessary to say, hey, let's do further testing and see if somehow this could be a genetic form of lupus, such as monogenetic lupus, which is a form of 
lupus, systemic lupus erythematosus, but it's caused by a gene rather than what they're stating, environmental factors and hormone changes. Shouldn't the treatment be different? If we have gene mutations that are going on within our our bodies, shouldn't it be totally different? We know that lupus is a complex illness. And as doctors say, there is little known about this illness, but it has been around for ages and ages, neons of ages. And I want to bring up a point that my two sisters and my brother asked me about just last night. They said, have you ever thought about how they can come up so quickly with a vaccine for COVID, but you can't come up with anything but medications for people to take for lupus, cancer, and HIV. um, Cancer is radiation, so in some patients, radiation therapy is also recommended for some patients of lupus. And um, AIDS, you're taking pills. Now, we all know the form of the initial treatment when we are diagnosed, we are put on what? A steroid, Plaquenil. And um, those medications, if you are on it for long periods, years and years, in some people, it can cause harm to the body. In my case, um, the prednisone made me feel angry all of the time. It's just like, I didn't want to be bothered with you. I don't want to hear anything you got to say. Just stay away from me. You know, I was one of those type of people. Um, And I was told if looks could kill the way I would look at somebody, they would be dead when I was on that drug. The hydroxychloroquine, as I stated before, on many of F episodes. Um, It caused toxicity to my eyes and it was doing my body more harm than good. So what does a person take when you can't take anything at all? You try to keep your immune system healthy You watch what you eat, you exercise. And during this time of the pandemic, you don't go where there's a crowd of people. Oh, and I forgot, I was offered by one physician that told me my last hope 
was chemo. And guess what? I'm still here. Now, I don't go around a lot of people. I drink a lot of juices like carrot juice. I do it myself. Beet juice. I do it myself. Celery juice. I do it myself. I don't buy it in the store. Now, I, I'm a vegan. Um, stop eating meat when I was in um, high school because it messed with my stomach. So I tried to stay healthy this way. But for those of you who are taking medications, you can still live a healthy, productive life and, you know, just watch what you eat and try to get some exercise in. I'm not trying to get anybody to um, switch over to what I'm doing. But what I'm trying to get you to see, you only have one body. God only gave us this one vessel. And we have to watch what we put into this vessel. That's right. We have to watch it. What we put in. If you put in bad, what do you expect you're going to get out? You're going to be in pain. You're going to have a swelling. Um, you're being flares. So just watch what you eat. Just trying to give you some helpful tips. But getting back to monogenetic lupus, we know that it is genetic mutation of a gene. It is um, a part of SLE, but it's just a genetic form. But my question, once again, is do you think your doctor knows about monogenetic lupus? And if you ask them, do you think they would ask you, where did you hear that from? Educate yourself. There is more to this illness than saying, um, I have lupus. It's more than a five-letter word. It's more than saying, I am a lupus warrior. I'm a lupus advocate. If you are all of those, you should know and educate those that you know who have this illness. The more you know, the farther you go. Don't be quiet. Um, with your doctors, work together with your doctors. Ask questions of your doctor. Ask them questions. Don't be intimidated by that white coat or just because they have an MD behind their name. If you, It's no harm in asking. If you don't ask, you'll never know. So do your research, get informed, get knowledgeable, and be the best advocate for yourself and others in your family. When we come back, we'll see what new research finds says about ginger 
encounter certain autoimmune diseases in mice. So stay with me. I'll be right back. And I'm back. Um, how many of you ever had ginger tea? Come on, let me hear you say yes, and I love it. Let me tell you. I drink ginger tea in the morning when I first get up and at night before I go to bed. And I drink turmeric tea. Now, I get the ginger root from uh, Myers Grocery Store along with the turmeric root. Um, and sometimes I mix the ginger and turmeric root together. Um, I peel the um, top portion, I call it the skin, off of both the roots and I place it in um, distilled water along with a lemon and I let it boil and I add um, honey to that and I drink it twice a day. Now, let's talk about what research finds ginger um, counters certain autoimmune diseases in mice. Now, ginger is known to have anti-inflammatory and antioxidative effects, making it a popular herbal supplement to treat inflammatory diseases. Now, according to a Michigan Medicine-led study published in JCI Insight, the main bioactive compound of ginger root is 6-gingerol. It's therapeutic encountering the mechanisms that fuel certain autoimmune diseases in mice. Researchers specifically looked at, guess what, lupus a disease which attacks the body's own immune system. And it's often associated condition, antiphospholipid syndrome, which causes blood clots. Since both cause widespread inflammation and damage organs over time, in mice, with either antiphospholipid syndrome or lupus, six, the number six, gingerol prevented neutrophil cellular trap releases, which is triggered by the autoantibodies that these diseases produce. Neutrophil, ex excuse me, extracellular, traps or nets, N-E-T-S, come from white blood cells called neutrophils. These sticky spider web-like structures are formed when antibodies 
interact with receptors on the neutrophil surface. Now, these webs play an important role in the pathogenesis of lupus and antiphospholipid syndrome, where they trigger autoantibody formation and contribute to blood vessel clotting and damage. The study questions was, will the anti-inflammatory properties of ginger extend to neutrophils? And specifically, can this natural medicine, let me say that again, can this natural medicine stop neutrophils from making nets that contribute to disease progression. What do you think? Now, this was a preclinical study in mice, and it is offering surprising and exciting information. And the answer is yes, that this natural medicine can stop neutrophils from making nets that contribute to disease progression. So, what do you think about that? Are you going to go out and get you some ginger right now? I tell you, I love ginger. I love it. I really do. Now, um, the study, we already went over there, the study questions. Now, um... One doctor by the name of Ali discovered that after giving six, the number six, gingerol, the mice had lower levels of nets. Their tendency to make clots was also drastically reduced. And six, gingerol appeared to inhibit neutrophil enzymes called phosphide, what is this, phosphide diastresis, which in turn reduce neutrophil activation. But the most surprising find of all was that the mice, regardless of whether they had antiphospholipid syndrome or lupus, had reduced antibodies suggesting the inflammatory cycle, autoantibodies stimulating nets, which stimulate more antibodies, was broken. Now, the next step and potential implications, um, the doctor said through his years of medical training, he wasn't taught much about supplements, but it's something that so many patients ask me about. The study, this is the author's um, statement. Um, When um, they brought the concept to the doctor, 
he was enthusiastic to pursue it in the lab. And sometimes he states, patients give us really good ideas. See, some doctors do listen. They really do listen. Some doctors do. Now, he further states that those that have antibodies but don't have activated disease may benefit from this treatment if the number six, gingerol, proves to be a protective agent in humans as it does in mice. Patients with active disease take blood thinners, but what if there was also a natural supplement that helped reduce the amount of clots they produce? And what if we could decrease their antibodies? I'm going to leave, I just skimmed over this. I'm going to leave the information in the description box so that you can read it for yourself. When we return, I'll have a little information for you. So stay with me. It's that time for me to go, but coming up on Saturday, that's right, you heard me, Saturday, February the 27th, 2021. We'll be talking to Lupus Advocate, D. Wynn. She'll be telling her story of living with lupus. So you know what I want you to do in advance, right? So go ahead, go on, get your cup of coffee ready, get your cup of tea. And to my listeners late at night, you know how you do because you know I appreciate you. Get your glass of wine ready and join the conversation with myself and Dee Wynn telling her story of living with lupus. Also, two days left to shop for a cause with the Charlie E. and Minnie P. Hendricks Foundation. You can go on over to mystorylivingwithlupus.com. We have the springtime colors for the lips. We'll be adding in new items after the 28th. So the prices will go up for the lipstick. So make sure you have your purple lipstick for Lupus Awareness Month. Right now they're going for $5 plus shipping. That's all. $5 plus shipping. After the 28th, the prices will be going up. Also, we're going to be adding in new clothing and also, ladies, makeup, eyeshadow. That's right. We're working on that also. Now, you know what I want you to do today? I want you to relax and know that the past is where you learned the lesson, the future is where you apply the lesson that you learned from the past. 
And the most important thing of all, don't give in, don't give up in the middle. Be the reason today someone smiles. I'm your host, Susan Hendricks, for my story, Living with Lupus Podcast. I hope you learned something today about monogenic lupus and about drinking ginger. Go on to the store and get you some ginger root. I tell you, it does wonders. Don't take my word for it. Try it yourself. But as always, consult your physician before doing anything. I'll see you tomorrow for another episode of my story, Living with Lupus Podcast. Be sure you get ready for tomorrow. Get your cup of coffee, your cup of tea, and your wine. Have a most enjoyable, peaceful, and oh so blessed weekend. See you tomorrow.